Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. Hi there and welcome to the Jane Anderson Brand You Show where we talk all things personal branding and in particular yourname.com because we believe that businesses and the way that people buy, that people buy from people and they buy from people who they know, who they like and who they trust. And I, it is my pleasure to introduce um, a wonderful and very special guest today. Uh, our guest today helps senior executives, experts and entrepreneurs make sense of complexity, foster relationships and culture in organisations where our creativity flourishes. She introduces us into ways to playfully gain new insights. So she is a keynote speaker. She gets involved in things like uh, research to find indicators of success and indicators for change. She also runs programs on things like turning feedback conversations into ongoing development conversations. Uh, she has uh, programs that run things like um, meeting mojo design, so making meetings that foster creative and productive outcomes. Um, experience design for workshops. She mentors executives uh, and experts and entrepreneurs, and she runs offsite executive team and uh, workshop facilitation. And our very a very special guest name is Deb Lang. Hi, thank you for that wonderful welcome. What a great show with the you know yournamecom Fantastic. Thank you for having me. My pleasure, Deb. And I'm really um, interested in the work that you do, and I uh, I think it's great to have you on the show for us all to learn from you. And because you know, I think. Uh, for all of us, you know, for some of us who, you know, we work in this branded space where we are solopreneurs and we, we live in this world of ourname.com and our name is, is so valuable. Um, and I'd love to hear your perspective through that lens. And so um, so before we get underway, just if you could tell us a little bit about the type of business that you have, the pe- type of people you help and, and how do you how do you do all that? Okay, thanks, Jane. That, that's a big. That was a big question. It is, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Well, um, the type of business I have, I am a one-person-your-name.com business with uh, contractors to help out with areas that I'm not a specialist in, okay. um, which may be admin or accounting or graphic design or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, and believe it or not, I've been there, been in a business like that for 25 years right. before it was even. Um, the way to go and in fact it was um, was almost like you, 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 you couldn't be proud of that 25 years ago it was kind of you were doing it in a bit of a sneaky way oh. but <laughs> yeah. because it, was, it wasn't like it was important enough like a business had to be you know staff a team it had to be something you sold so the one person solo sort of entrepreneur um, yeah it wasn't well it wasn't as, as big as it is today obviously right. however my first ever consultancy and this is really quite important because why I was chosen was because I was a one-person business right. because it was a big corporate 
And they decided that they'd, they'd often engage the big corporate consultancy firms, but they never got the, the names of the people who had established those consultancy firms. They often got the juniors. Right. And so they'd end up disappointed. So it was a, a big corporate company that said, well, we want a group of facilitator consultants. And in fact, in was to, in fact, coach the managers in facilitation skills and team engagement. Um, and But they decided they would engage single entrepreneurs. And so we were, there was a group of six of us in the end, but we were all in our own solo businesses. Yeah. And so they were quite, um, they were quite forward-thinking at the time. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I think, of course, that is very prevalent today, that people do want the person on the shingle they right. don't want somebody else in the junior or the um you know the person still being trained or whatever else i mean i know the corporates are still buying the big consultancy companies and there's still the place for them although i think interestingly a lot of the big consultancies do more research which then they provide to people like us which is which is great right. um and yeah. So, Deb, what what exactly do you deliver when you are working um, with your clients? Right. Well, it's really fantastic today because there is this huge engagement dilemma, engagement mm -hmm. issue, mm -hmm. and so we are in this um, transition from very controlling. Um, organizations hierarchical organizations to flatter more networked organizations mm -hmm. but we're still working it out so what that means if you've got managers business owners and employees kind of floundering in a way trying to work out well years ago I used to have to respect authority you know the hierarchy well now in fact I don't I won't respect you unless you really earn it but mm -hmm. how does that place me because you've got power over me um, to hire or fire so if I want to speak up um, about ideas am I making myself vulnerable or aren't I and, and then for a manager oh well I have to develop my employees well then will my job be taken away so there's a whole lot of actually fear and distrust and insecurity in an organization mm -hmm. And so I go and help build bridges between, um, if there are, obviously there are still hierarchies, even fairly flat organisations, there's still normally a management structure and, and, and employees, mm -hmm. really um, what I call a much more reciprocal relationship where we're seeing each other as human beings, we're right. seeing each other as people. It doesn't matter what our title is and, of course, it doesn't matter where I am in the organisation. If I can see a job that needs done or something innovative, I can actually sort of step up and say, well, I can see that. I'd like the authority to lead that, no matter, you know, what my title. And maybe I lead a project for a while and then when that comes to an end, maybe I go back to my original job, you know, um, and maybe I'm following somebody else in, in another team. But there's much more... A reciprocal relationship between a manager and an employee and the ability to step up and lead or step sideways or step down mm -hmm. and support rather than in a traditional hierarchy but and so do you do that do you do workshops or training or coaching or how does that work well, what I uh, love doing is actually working um, what I'd call live <laughs> with mm -hmm. a group of people. Okay. So, for example, soon I'll be working with an executive team. They've got a new CEO um, coming in. So I'll be working with them to build their new team, basically, build the relationships, build the trust across that 
um, that group of people and, and help them with a way forward so that they can keep building a high level of safety and trust to have the conversations they need to have. Um, but if, I, of course, if I don't get to work live, yes, I do do workshops or training programs where people can learn the skills. Right. Um, it's still quite live because I, I actually try and make, well, I do make design, very experiential design. So, you know, the old-fashioned thing of um, sort of chalk and talk where there's, you know, if there's anything to be read, it's done outside of the workshop space and then inside the workshop space is the space where we get to engage, talk, communicate, give feedback, you know, in pairs and so it's all highly experiential. Right. And so what made you decide to use deblang.com? Well, I am a one-person business, so mm. I am the brand. Mm. Um, I want people to know that, um, if they want my services, they're buying me. Yes. They're building a relationship with me. Um, we build safety and trust with one another so that I can really take them to a place that perhaps maybe they haven't gone before or they haven't got the skills to go before. And so trust is absolutely fundamental because mm. otherwise, I mean, we can only go as far as we trust one another. Yeah. And But the deeper trust we have, the more openness there is the more we can actually be vulnerable and share what we really don't know and then we can actually help and solve those problems but if we're all playing bravado or pretending that we know a whole lot of stuff because we don't feel um a high level of trust yes. we only skim the surface yes. you know we just don't we just we can't dig deep and really get to um you know the root of challenges and issues and and so it's kind of like a, a surface level thing it's so true you say that like now that I sort of you know just listening to you more you know it makes me think about Brene Brown's work around like you talked about the whole vulnerability and um, you know when I had my uh, previous business and I still have it but um, but from shifting over into the your name.com you know back when I had that business one of the things that when I first started was that I was so I was so scared of putting my name on the shingle because I thought, oh, what if something goes wrong? Like, what about my reputation and, you know, all those types of things. And I had this huge fear of what if something goes wrong and my name is plastered all over everything. Mm -hmm. And yet um, it was the big the, – the not having my name on there was creating the greatest disconnect and commoditizing me. And so I was – competing on price all the time or finding it really hard to differentiate. So you couldn't be the leader. It was very hard to be the leader in the space because people associate the leadership really with the person mm. as opposed to, as you said, like like um, like a, a, a different brand on the front. And so people just um, – they just couldn't connect and so they and uh so you know when i had competitors who were all sort of losing um uh they were sort of going back to jobs when we had a big change here in queensland uh with a lot of people had lost their jobs um that real shift into that your name.com you so you're so right it just really does people know immediately who they're dealing with don't they mm -hmm. and how great that you got over your vulnerability because, yes, it, it's sort of because I have worked for myself for so long, yeah. I've sort of got, I've got used to that. But yes. I can remember at the beginning, yes, feeling like, well, who am I to yeah. call my, myself my business and my name? Yes. 
And and I think that is, well, to varying degrees, I mean, some people are comfortable with that and they'll just do it. And I think it's it's a lot more accepted today. It's mm. what people are looking for, mm. um, especially if you are in the business of providing expertise and advice. Yes. Um, and so, but it does take something to be willing to put your mm. name there. Yes. You are standing there in the limelight saying, here am I, come and see. Um, and so you have to feel good about yourself. You have to feel really comfortable yes. with yourself yes. uh, to be able to do that. It's quite raw, isn't it? Mm. And Deb, did you ever feel like, I mean, if I think about you, you know, being in business, you've been doing this for 25 years, which I think is just incredible. So you've seen a lot in that time and I guess for someone like at my age sort of I've sort of come through you know going you know social media has created this platform that's leveled the playing field and so people under your name.com who are solopreneurs or even if you know if I think about the Brian Tracys and who those have got really big platforms mm. um, you know it's you can still be the small player in the big industry and um, social media is sort of made that change um, happen for people like us that are, you know, solopreneurs or we just have small teams. But did you, before all that has happened, um, or did you start to see that change happen quite early? Like, because if you've been in your business for 25 years and, you know, we were talking a bit earlier about, you know, how that can that wasn't necessarily the done thing. Mm -hmm. um, did, have you noticed the shift in trust in people as a result of, you know, this transparency now or have there been other things that you've noticed along the way? Yes, I have noticed the change. That, that first company that took me on, they were forward-thinking, but that thinking has increased mm. of wanting the person, not just wanting a company that's kind of faceless, Right. Um, and not knowing who you're going to get in the company. Right. Um, so I think that has increased, definitely. And, of course, there's been more and more people wanting to go out on their own because mm. they've been dissatisfied with working for large corporates. Right. Um, I think more people have developed more confidence and trust in themselves um, to actually be able to do that. Mm. So there has been a big change. The biggest thing um, for me, when if people are thinking about going into um, brand new, mm. is there it is is a fantastic lifestyle, and it has created a fantastic lifestyle for me because I did do it to be able to have children and have school holidays off and not have to have to negotiate things with you know a, a company. Okay. So I could do that for my lifestyle. And then I also in midlife took a lot of time out to care for my ageing parents. Okay. So I've been able to do all sorts of things and I've also included sabbaticals for my own training and professional development. I see. Um, so I've been able to do all of those, those things that I've wanted to for lifestyle, a life work balance integration. Mm. Um, but one of the things that I did do when I did take some time out to care for my parents and have a sabbatical is that I did let go of the business at that stage and I think mm. for, for anyone in the brand new business, 
I think um, no matter how small you get because of maybe some lifestyle choices, mm -hmm. now with technology, I would highly recommend that people still at least blog or write yes. a book in that time or still have you know, a few clients or still be positioning themselves even if you are doing something else. Yeah. And I think you, we can do that today with technology. So it, you can choose how much you want to work or how little depending on that, you know, that lifestyle choice when, when you are a brand new. That's great advice, Deb. I think that, um, you know, for you, who've, you've seen the cycles and, um, uh, you know, those shifts and now that it's much easier to keep visible um, or to to keep productive, um, that's really powerful. What are some of the things that you think that um, uh, you know? Even the intro to the the show that I uh, that I talk about is people work with people who they know and who they like and who they trust. What are some of the things? And I might be putting you on the spot a bit here, but that you see that people who have brand you type businesses can do to build trust um, in their businesses and their, with their audiences? Well, I think one of the, the biggest things to build trust is actually sharing yourself. Right. <laughs> um, and so whether that's one-on-one -on -one or whether or not that's, you know, in a group when you're about to facilitate a group or uh -huh. if, you're, if you are having a business meeting, um, the more we share of ourselves, the more others are willing to share of themselves. So, yes. so it's like we have to model that. Yes. Now, now, it doesn't mean you have to share all your everything that's in your dirty laundry. Yeah, <laughs> you don't. You no. still can be discerning, and you've still got a private life that you might want to keep, or yes, or, or even though everybody's on Facebook as well, so there's this blurring <laughs> of uh, private and professional. Yes. But you still get to choose. Mm. And the, we've got so much uh, about ourselves. We can choose. We can choose to share something yes. which does help build trust. And, and the simplest things are getting to know people as people, yes. like to begin a conversation and start getting to know each other as human beings. Right. And... Um, you know, what our interests are and it might seem like you're there to do the work but mm -hmm. that a part of the work is building the relationship and if yes. you don't have the relationship, later on if you're working together, if you haven't connected deeply, it'll be harder to get through challenges or tensions. Right. But if you build a relationship and you've built trust, you, you back each other more. You can mm -hmm. make mistakes which are just not a normal part of work and life and go, oh, okay, well, that didn't quite work, but mm -hmm. we, we trust each other and we're going to do it better next time or whatever. Yes. But if you haven't got the relationship, well, then it's just, ah, oh, that wasn't very good, walk away. Right. Um, but so it being personal. Mm, okay. And that's interesting because I've just been doing some work on, you know, that's, that's really three levels to building your your presence I think particularly through through social media and I think you know so often I think we've focused on you know keeping visible and then um, you know which can be through curation and things like that then we've got our original thought leadership so that so we've got our visibility but then from there we've, that thought leadership builds our credibility but then I don't know if you're noticing, but I'm noticing a bit more of uh, particularly video, you know, through social media, being able to bring more of that on the run type, uh, you know, so that you can bring your personality 
into mm-hmm. it. If I look at things like, I guess that's why, to me, that's why Snapchat has become so popular because I feel people get a sense of the real you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've had a look at Snapchat, but when I'm talking more to people about social media, you know, there's all the sort of, you know, really nice polished stuff. But, you know, I remember when I first did Snapchat, my um, the person uh, who assists me, Helena, I said, she said, um, I remember taking, I took this video of a cup of coffee when I was at the airport and it was a cappuccino or something and I sent it to her and I said, so is this the type of stuff you're talking about putting on Snapchat? <laughs> and she goes, that's perfect, that's awesome. And I said, are you serious? This seems like just so boring to me. <laughs> and I, she said, yeah, but it's real. This is, you know, she said, you know, this is what people want. And I think she's, you know, the, the more I've started to work with that and I think looking at things like Facebook Live and, you know, it's being able to get a sense of that real you and I think video has been a real contributor to that. That gets the, the it's the cut through that it creates and therefore the trust, isn't it? Mm, and I think you're right. And of course, you can be just, you know, really discerning it. Mm. You know, there's going to be a parts of your life you're not going to share, but then there are parts you're willing to share. And right. um, and when you do that, yes, people do go feel the real you and can connect with you or not. And that's okay because we're not going to connect with everybody. Yes. But in showing that more informal real you, um, it is, you know, you're showing up as being the authentic you and because some of the other stuff is more crafted. Mm, yes. Um, and, yeah, I think people like that today. They, they want the real you. Yes, yeah. And I, I think that's so valuable. I think we're seeing that more and more. So, you know, during this, this time, so you've know, had incredible experience in this space. So is there anything that you would do differently if you had your time again? Uh, well, I think we sort of mentioned that a bit earlier. What I would do differently mm. is when I, when I needed to take time out for various things, still really maintain a presence. Yeah. Um, whether it's through well, nowadays, you know, through blogging, through book writing, through some speaking or, or whatever, but just maintaining that presence rather than, um, um, and, you know, whether that's viable or not. Obviously, there are some circumstances where people might be really unwell or mm. yes, caring for dying or sick parents or whatever else and maybe you can't. But, but if there's some element of... Um, Keeping, keeping, keeping your toe in the water, so to speak. Right. Um, and I guess too, because I shifted, I was very much doing organisational work, and during that period of time, I really shifted into the one-on-one personal development space. Okay. And then, and then to shift back into the organisational space was basically like starting a business and then starting another business <laughs> and then starting another one. So. Right. Um, so I've been self-employed for all that time, but it's been three distinctly different brand me. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And I guess do you think Deb that that's sort of been I guess an advantage of having your name.com because you've been able to make those flexible sort of moves? Oh, definitely. Right. Definitely. Um yeah, and I can still see in the in the years to go to come that there'll be like there's a period now where I'm back with organizational work and I'm loving it and I love the energy of you know, being with people in workshops and that kind of thing, just absolutely love it. But I can see another iteration, you know, down the track. And, and in fact, a whole lot of 
different work because, for example, that experience I had caring for my parents. Yes. When I'm older, I would actually like to do work around ageing well, dying well, but not yet. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, that will be another iteration. Mm. Um, yeah, so you can do that when it's brand new. In the different experiences we have in life, we yes. can all of a sudden develop that into um, there are people who've got that problem, you've solved it so you can help that group of people. Mm. And then for whatever reason, if you're a person who likes a lot of variety, you can yes. leave that behind and then you develop the new thing that you've overcome or that you've worked on and it's a new set of problems that you're helping somebody with. Yes. So it's ever-evolving. Um, yeah. And so if, if you had someone, you know, for a lot of our listeners, they either have their own business.com, like, the, oh, sorry, their name.com type business or they're thinking about doing it. If you had someone there, you know, in front of you saying, you know, what advice would you have for me with building my business under that name? Um, is there anything in particular that you advice that you would give them? I think the biggest thing is to really... Dig deep into what it is that you love, mm -hmm. that you know well, mm -hmm. um, that solves a particular problem because you've solved it and there are other people out in the world who might have that problem who you can help. And don't try and be somebody else or like perhaps in the corporate world you had to be a particular role or play out mm. something for somebody. When you're, when you're your name.com, you get to be you. You get to choose <laughs> The work that you want. So you don't have to pretend and, and it's like, well, I'm mentoring this woman who has moved from mentoring from corporate to her own business. Right. And originally she thought her she was a business analyst, she was a great project manager, she had really great skills, great, you know, but the big international organization wanted her to go back and be a consultant in that field. And she had all those skills, but she didn't really want to do that right. and so when she worked with me I helped her identify what it was what made her such a good business analyst and project manager and it was basically all her relationship skills wow okay and so and that's what she loved and that's what she didn't find in any project manuals anywhere yes. and so that's the business she's developing now and that's what she's absolutely buzzing with excitement mm. and, and energy that she's developed all her new intellectual property around relationships in um, building relationships across, you know, projects and um, uh, in that kind of work. But but she's now not going back as an advisor on project management. It's an advisor <laughs> on building the relationships across the system and yes. she loves it. And, yeah. and wow. she, you know... If she'd done, if she'd just gone back and been a project management consultant, it would have mm. been like having the same job, but just yes. for herself. Yeah. Um, but when she really got to see what it was she loved, which was totally different from mm. how she used to talk about it, she's now thriving. Wow, isn't that incredible? Because that really, that what an incredible story. I'm so glad you shared that because you know that's really that essence of who that person is and the uniqueness that they bring because how many other project um, managers or, or uh, business analysts out there or people who manage business analysts go, geez, I wish I could just you know, get better at these relationship, managing the relationships. They're so focused on these, but that's what made her so great and she's mm. worked out a way that solves a problem, that a big problem that um, that people are willing to buy and she gets to become... Her, herself 
in being so her most fully self-expressed that she brings something that will that she thrives off um, that adds so much value. What an incredible story! That's fantastic. Yeah, it is, and it's so great, so mm. great to work with people when they get that. You know, when they really yes. get what what they're on about. That's um, great. <laughs> I love it. And that's, you know, she gets to have a bigger impact, which is what, as you know, that, that's sort of the my real purpose is around helping people have a greater impact and so that the people she can work with have a greater impact. Mm. So mm. that's terrific. So, Deb, you're doing extraordinary work. So um, what are your plans for the next 12 to 18 months? What are you working on? Uh, well, in the next month, my first book will be out oh fantastic what is it called um it's called instinct mm-hmm. um how to trust yourself how Ooh. to trust your senses mm. and intuition to make powerful choices for your life and your work wow i can't uh, wait to read it so that's the first one what i'm what i'm excited about that too is that because everyone's into creativity these days so the third part of the book yes is um basically like a journal coloring in book right and so that's going to be when people buy the book, they'll also get to download that as a PDF journal and, you know, either draw themselves or colour in all the beautiful drawings in the, in the guidebook. Oh, so that, and I've got 36 videos to go with that. So if people want to do more, they can buy an e-course to go with it. And if oh. they want more, they can, you know, have my services as a mentor and, and coach. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. And then I've got a draft of the second book. Okay. that I want to get out in the next 12 months and that's all around what my um, what I've been talking about a lot lately is what I call leadership and followship right. and so that's around the flatter organisation, the ability for people to step up and lead no matter what their title and also for people to step into following and being good followers and supporters and in what I see as a very reciprocal role very different role from um hierarchical organizations so that's the book i want to get out in the world and that's the what i want to go out and speak about and lead workshops on so that's my next 12 18 months wow that's great what an exciting time ahead for you so if um if we want to find out more about you and we want to find out more about the work you're doing or if people want to buy your book when it when it comes out, so it's out in the next month. So by the time this podcast comes out, it won't be too far off. Mm-hmm. So where's the best spot uh, to find you, Deb? Well, I'm on LinkedIn and right. um, <laughs> I'm, I'm on LinkedIn as Deborah Lang. Um, yes. It is a D-E-B-O-R-A-H. Okay. Um, and my website is deblang.com, um, which is D-E-B-L-A-N-G-E.com. And there'll be a new website by then too. <laughs> so, okay. There's yeah. lots of renewal happening at the moment. Yes, yes definitely. <laughs> Reinvention. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Deb. You really um, are bringing something, I think, that, um, I mean, you can hear through the stories and your your passion as well as your compassion for um, for people who are, are being trying to be brave and do uh, the yourname.com. Uh, you know, it can be a really courageous thing to do, but in your case, you've been before your time and, you know, we've been able to learn so much from you today. Um, I love that you've shared some of your uh, the personal aspects around, you know, having your own children and being able to care for your parents. I think, you know, 
workplace um, and work-life flexibility and those types of things is sort of like the holy grail mm. <laughs> for for people. Um, but sometimes, you know, when you're on this trajectory into your own business, the, the flexibility that you thought you might have, you don't always have unless you're going about it the right way. So mm. um, I, on behalf of all of us, we really appreciate being able to tap into your expertise and, and your experience today. So um, make sure you jump onto Deb's website. So, again, that's www.deblang.com. And she's also on LinkedIn under Deborah Lang, D-E-B-O-R-A-H-L-A-N-G-E. Uh, make sure you connect with Deb, follow her blogs. We'll keep an eye out for your book as well. And, uh, and we look forward to perhaps hearing about your next book uh, next year. Awesome. Thanks, Jan. It's been great having a conversation with you and great that we've got so many people listening in to this fabulous podcast. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.